It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's European job done for Celtic and Rangers Who rest until tomorrow As Steve Davis and Alan McGregor sign new deals It's a heart managerial debut for Daniel Stendhal As he welcomes St Johnston And Aberdeen look to go back third against Hamilton As St Mirren try to climb the table at home to Livingston I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio Alex Ray, Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans Do it by the numbers today Hearts have won three games at home in all of 2019 They're even more useless about the house than I am And then we get to Hamilton Ackies winless in their last 10 matches Not the kind of form you want to take to Pataudry St Mirren won for the first time in nine away games last weekend Back-to-back wins today would be a good win for Goodwin And can Kilmarnock cure their travel sickness when they go to Dingwall Three out of their last four lost on the road They're even more Navigationally suspect Than me Yeah Rangers and Celtic uh, After the European exploits On Thursday Will not now play Till tomorrow So we look at the The other fixtures today Who's touched on Some of them there A massive game for Aberdeen Today having taken Only 5 points Out of the last possible 12 And I think there'll be A lot of focus At Tynecastle today On Daniel Stendhal Yeah I'm looking forward To the fixtures today Gordon 4 today 2 tomorrow Good progression uh, into Europe for both teams, the old firm beginning uh, next year and uh, some good games in the Championship. Really looking forward to a good weekend of football. Yeah, yet again, Hugh Keevans, we're all feeling pretty good about the European exploits during the week. Of course, Celtic yeah. didn't win the game and Rangers had a bit of a nervy finish, but both through and yep. quite exciting to be able to look at that list of potential candidates for the next round and know that we'll have both sides in European competition into the new year. Both through, both pocketed. Quite a lot of money yep. Ten million pounds Between them So far And both looking forward To that draw I think we should think Hollywood Get <laughs> Wolves to Celtic Park Get Manu to Ibrooks. That would be lovely Okay let's get stuck right in Then let's go around the grounds And find out what's happening At four big games In the Premiership Let's start at Hearts shall we Tynecastle The Daniel Stendhal, Stendhal era begins And Mark Guidi's watching it for us Yeah you're right And Daniel Stendhal is the ninth permanent manager In a decade at Tynecastle Read his programme notes He's saying all the right things Wants to play energetic football Win the ball back quickly Attack quickly Score goals and win games But as we know They've only won three home wins in 2019 if he can make that five or six by the turn of the year then he will be on the right road and it has to start today against bottom team St Johnston the Hearts on 10th position on 12 points Hamilton 11th position on 12 points and St Johnston at the bottom and goal difference on 12 points so a win today for the Jambos would pull them clear but equally for Tommy Wright's team he will be sending out the same message and he has picked an attacking starting lineup. But for Daniel Stendhal, he's had four training sessions with his players. He goes with a 4-4-2 starting lineup. It's Bobby Slamalan goals at the back, Michael Smith, Craig Halkick, Tistoff Bera and Aaron Hickey. In midfield, Sean Clare, Glenn Whelan, Oliver Bozanich and Jamie Walker. And the top two are Stephen McLean and Adrian Keener. For St. Johnson, they go 4-3-3 is Xander Clacker and goals. At the back, Anthony Ralston, Liam Gordon, Jason Kerr and Callum Booth. In midfield, Ali McCann, Murray Davidson and Jason Holt. And up front, it's Michael O'Halloran, Stevie May and Matty Kennedy. I'll get you the subs shortly, Gordon, but today's match referee at Tynecastle is Alan Newlands. And let's hear from the man himself, New Hearts manager Daniel Stendhal. The biggest thing, we we, we want to bring the, the, the fans in, 
in our behind that we have uh, power with not only the 11 player on the pitch with all player in the squad with our coaching staff and uh, the supporters I think with with our supporters in, in Tynecastle we, we have a big power and that is what we want to show we have respect for St. Johnson but the main point for me is that we play our game we looked we, we prepared for the next team but the main view is our game and this is what we do Fitting that you're there today Mark Guidi Because Daniel Stendhal sounded like he was Chapping the desk in the way that only you do In here on a Wednesday night on Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, But it, it is a big day for him yeah. He's been speaking through the week about you know Wanting to change the style of play He's, uh, play. He's got this counter-pressing style How quickly can you see such a thing you know given to a new set of players well you know the, 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 you know he's changed his backroom staff yeah he's going to get rid of two or three uh, people have been moved about uh, within the club he's picked a starting lineup not too many surprises in it but from what i am told he does want to make quite a number of changes in january if the market will allow it i don't think he's been overly impressed by the videos it's been watching i'm not so sure about the first three or four days in training but it's up to these players to try and change his mind. They've got four games, uh, a couple of massive ones. There's, a, there's an Edinburgh derby, uh, there's a game against Celtic, but it starts here today uh, against um, St Johnston. I think he's got a tough job in his hands. I hope it works out. He's clearly been the candidate that Anne Budge wanted. She worked very, very hard to get him made through everything was done by the book. But I have to be perfectly honest, I've got my doubts and I hope I'm wrong, but we'll get a better view after the 90 minutes today, Gordon. I share your doubts entirely, yes. Mark. Uh, I don't know what screamed out to Anne Budge, Daniel Stendel. Daniel Stendel, he's the one for us. Uh, it's a shocking stat that you bring us nine permanent managers in a decade for a club of heart Astonishing. Size. Ludicrous. Uh, but he has to show that he's going to hit the ground running because he's had 100 games as a manager. He's been sacked by both of the clubs that employed him and he goes against Anne Budge's statement that she wanted experience and high profile. He is neither. At the same time, Alex, I'm sure yes. it's important that we just wait and see. There's Absolutely. How many guys have arrived that seemed like a good fit and turned out to be anything but? Yeah. And on the flip side, guys who arrived and people maybe didn't know a lot about them who turned out to be a success. So those Yeah, I, I, th I think we have to cut him a bit of slack. I think the job that he'd done at Barnsley was tremendous. You know, I don't think they were uh, within the favourites. He got them promoted out of that division at the Championship. There were some things going on behind the scenes that have been alluded to, whereas he was been approached by other championship clubs resulting in his sack, sacking uh, you know so he has a particular way of uh, playing he must have had assurances Gordon must have that there was, he could uh, mix it up in January bring some bodies in get some bodies out the door and that costs money mm. so he's been I think that goes with the, the bargaining power that you have with Ann Budge when you come through the door because clearly they identified him and now they're going to back him I mean, Craig BT, you played at Tynecastle. It always goes down as a difficult place to go, but the stats just simply don't back that up at the moment when you look at Hearts' home form. It's actually the worst home record in the league this season. They've got one <coughs> win at Tynecastle. Yeah. Of course, Daniel Stendhal now takes that on as part of his responsibility, but what about the players as well? How much do things need to change to turn Tynecastle back into that fortress? Yeah, I think first and foremost, he, uh, well, Daniel Stendhal and Hearts, there's, there's been a lot of players that have been injured, so I think if they can get a lot of the players back fit and, and keep them fit, I think it would have helped Craig, Craig Levine massively. Um, however, we've moved on from that, and, and Tynecastle should be, it should be a really, really difficult place to go football. It certainly was when myself and, and when Alec played there. And you know, I'm firmly in the camp of that Daniel Stendhal needs time and, and I draw a bit of an analogy to when Brendan Rodgers came to, to Swansea in 2010 possibly and he came in on his own. He, he'd been at Reading, he'd been at Watford and neither had worked out. 
And he came in with no coaching staff And then all of a sudden Within 18 months he's, You know He's got swans out of the Premier League So uh, Daniel Stendhal Definitely needs an opportunity I think what you actually Touched upon is really important there Because he's obviously As Andy Kirk's Gone in there As his right hand man At the moment yeah, John Daly And uh, Austin McPhee Have yeah. been put to the side You were going reading Some things this morning Hugh saying that You know a Trust yeah. With his background staff that, that doesn't bode well With me With guys that are still In the building I appreciate the need To give him time Gordon uh, I'm simply saying that At face value It seems a risk Mark Guidi In terms of the players That are playing I suppose one of the big questions Is where are Hearts goals Going to start coming from They've only scored in two Of the last eight games oh, yeah. So clearly there's, a, there's an issue there In front of goal Well he's going for Stephen McLean And, and Adrian Keener You know we're, we're not quite sure What, what lineup, But we're guessing 4-4-2 Maybe two main strikers I watched Adrian Keener A couple of times uh, For the Dunfermline last season When he was loaned And he caught the eye And so he's given them the chance Stephen McLean a warrior, a veteran striker. You've got Jamie Walker, who, you know, when he's on his game, is very creative. And a goal threat, Sean Clare, when he's on his game. But you know, that's a problem. The number of Hearts players, all, some of them look good on paper. But they've not been able to click as a team um, too often. But we'll wait and see. I'm interested to see his formation. I'm interested to see if the Hearts supporters turn out in their numbers today. It's a horrible, wet and windy day um, in Edinburgh. But you want to see the Hearts fans through here. Get behind the team as quickly as possible and then it's up to Daniel Stendel and he's put players to produce that attacking quick football that he's promised yeah I think we can run a competition on which stadium has the worst conditions this afternoon it's that time of year and I know for a fact because I'm looking out the window it's bound to be grim in Paisley Fraser Wishart's watching St Mirren Livingston as a Paisley man I can say it's always grim <laughs> in Paisley I was born here so I can say that but you're absolutely right like Mark in Edinburgh horrendous conditions here I'm just looking out at the pitch and the, the goalkeepers are out warming up but there's plenty of hats and plenty of snoods so there's blustery wind driving rain freezing cold but the players have to be up for it today because games between teams near the bottom are so important Saints had a similar match last week against Aki's and they won and Libya have been on the fringes of relegation fight all season but they managed to pull out a big result from time to time to keep them just above that relegation fight and Kilmarnock 3-0 victory last week at home against Kelly is an example of that but win today will obviously give them more distance from the bottom but a defeat just drags them back into this dog fight at the bottom of the table such are the fine lines at the bottom and I don't think there's any sign of any team dropping off the pace at the bottom so it may well be like this between now and the end of the season Saints got that great result last week on top of that excellent performance hitting the woodwork on a number of occasions and the fans will just be hoping they can bring that attacking threat here because we know they're solid at the back but they do have a few injury problems at the back Gary McKenzie missed last week's game through injury Paul McGinn's also out who played centre back and it's a debut for young centre back Scott Glover and he'll be tested to the full by the physical presence of Lyndon Dyke so important match here today in Paisley for St Myrna that's just that one change Glover coming in Blacklaff Ladkey's in goal Ryan Flynn Scott Glover Sean McLaughlin and Callum Waters at the back across the middle Kyle McAllister Callum McPherson Kyle McGuinness and Ilkay Durmus with Junior Morias and Jonathan Obika up front sub for Saints Dean Lyon Steve McGinn Owen Jorkiev Tony Andrew Sam Jemison Danny Mullen and Cody Cook for Livingston Matthias Sarkic is in goal Steve Lawson Ricky Lamy John Guthrie and Aaron Taylor Sinclair across the back sitting in midfield is Marvin Bartley and ahead of him Stephen Lawless Scott Pittman Craig Sibbald and Iman Souda with the lone striker Lyndon Dykes on the bench for Livy Ross Stewart Jack McMillan Hakeem Odefan Alan Lithgow Keegan Jacobs Chris Erskine and Scott Robinson the referee today at the Simple Digital Arena is Nick Walsh terrible conditions as the guys say and if you're heading to the Morton match about turn the game against Queen of the South has been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch so we're one down in the championship Greenock Morton against Queen of the South is off Fraser Wishart's looking ahead to St Mirren Livy let's hear from Jim Goodwin knowing the way that they go about things in terms of their 
physicality, um, you know, long throws and set plays, everything is coming in your box. So that's probably going to be the main concern with the likes of, uh, you know, Gaz, Kirk, Sean, Paul McGinn, four of our taller players, if you like, um, and we're not the biggest team in the world anyway. So it's just going to be all hands to the pump at the weekend and um, players might need to play out of position but um, you know one or two had to do that against Hamilton last weekend and they were excellent so you know we know the attitude of the players they'll uh, they'll play wherever they're asked to play and they'll they'll go and give their all Fraser so far for St Mirren it's all been about the home form 11 of their 14 points have been gained at home so that tells you the difference between home comforts and, and being on the road how important is it that they continue to make Paisley a difficult place to visit yeah absolutely I think they have done I think the last time I was here they played Ross County and I think before Ross County scored that day the Barisic free kick was the only goal they'd lost at home this season so they've made it very difficult for teams here they've not been playing so, so much a defensive football they just look a very well organised and very well drilled team the problem early in the season was was getting goals that uh, in the last home game here they got a couple against Ross County to win the game they got a goal last week against Hamilton it actually looked as if they were going to score one or two, two more so it's very important when you're at the bottom if you can make it, people, make it difficult for people to come to Paisley then of course they're going to, going to pick up points and uh, a win today would mean three wins out of four that's a terrific run at this time of the season when there's so many games and you could easily be isolated and uh, you know the youngsters coming in Cam McPherson scored an excellent goal last last week and you talk to the coaching staff around here and they tell you what a good player he is technically one of the best players at the football club on the ball so he's going to be running midfield as well with Steve McGinn on the bench uh, the young Scott Glover's coming in as well they've got McGinnis they've got uh, McAllister so good young players coming through giving them that bit of energy and that bit of spirit around the team as well so Paisley if they win today I think Paisley will be a good place uh, tonight and certainly give them plenty of confidence into the games over the festive period You can hear the wind there in Paisley I would always encourage people to get out to a game no matter what the weather's like the important thing is if you can try and get to a local game one that's nearby and with that in mind Roger Hanna's in Dingwall for Ross County against Kilmarnock <laughs> the, the good point is the weather's absolutely lovely up here the, the that's why we is, sent you it took me four hours to get here I was listening to the preview show before Super Scoreboard started and they were all talking about Panic Saturday this Saturday before Christmas everybody dashing about the streets to get a last minute presence I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Panic Saturday's reached Dingwall yet Gordon but uh, everyone seems appropriately calm and composed up here especially Stephen Ferguson and Stuart Kettlewell I think their nerves have, were soothed by that 2-1 win here at home to Hibs 10 days ago uh, ended a run of 9 games without a win and it lifted them back up to 8 we've got that little 5 point cushion above those three teams locked as the boys were saying locked in 12 points at the bottom of the Premiership unsurprisingly in light of all that they stick with the same team that beat Hibs the same starting 11 4-4-2 it's got Nathan Baxter the on loan goalkeeper from Chelsea in goal it's a back four of Richard Forster Callum Morris the skipper Liam Fontaine and Sean Kelly across the middle Josh Mullen Lewis Spence Harry Payton and Michael Gardine and up top it's the informed pairing of Brian Graham and Ross Stewart with two goals of course so off Hibs 10 days ago on the bench it's Laidlaw, Fraser, Erwin, Mackay, Watson, Spittle and Henderson now as for Kilmarnock they came up last night stayed overnight in Inverness Angelo Alessio had been talking about wholesale changes after last week's disappointing 3-0 defeat at Limington instead he's only gone for the two Young Connor Johnson comes in at the back. It's only his second league start on loan from Wolves. He replaces the vastly more experienced Alec Bruce. They're in the, on the other end of the park, I should say. Moel McCraney drops out. 
Chris Burke comes in in the wing and that means a roll for Rory McKenzie at number 10, tucked in behind Eamon Brophy. So they go with Laurentiu Brunescu in goal. It's a back four of Stevie O'Donnell, Connor Johnson, Dario Del Fabro and Nico Hamalainen. Midfield holders are Gary Dicker and Alan Power and then it's Chris Burke, Rory McKenzie and Liam Miller behind Eamon Brophy. On the bench for Kelly, it's Copravec, Hendry, Bruce Wilson, Thomas Jackson and El McCraney. The referee up in Dingwall Gordon is Alan Muir. If you're interested in the English Premier League title race, Alex Ray is dancing around the studio just because he loves the quality. Mo Salah has just backheeled it through someone's legs and into the back of the net. Uh, VAR is probably about to ruin it, as it often does, because they're checking at the moment. But let's keep going around the grounds up here. Dave Galloway is at Pataudry. He's looking ahead to Aberdeen against Hamilton. Thank you, Gordon. Well, Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes is demanding his team bounce back against Hamilton after a second-half collapse. Saw them lose 3-0 at Hibs last weekend. McInnes has shrugged off fans' criticism of him in the wake of that defeat, saying it goes with the territory and he'll take the rough with the smooth. Aki's come here to Pittori, joint bottom of the Premiership and without a victory since they beat Livingston back in September. However, boss Brian Rice has taken encouragement from recent performances. He says the quality must improve, but insists there's enough character in his dressing room to claw their way out of relegation trouble. Aberdeen make three changes this afternoon in come Funzo Ojo he's back after three months out injured with a hamstring problem Ryan Hedges is back in and Niall McGinn returns to the starting 11 for his 300th Don's appearance out drop Andy Considine John Gallagher and Zach Viner so it's Joe Lewis in goals across the back Shea Logan Ash Taylor Scott McKenna and Greg Lee sitting midfielders Lewis Ferguson and Funzo Ojo further forward Ryan Hedges James Wilson and now McGinn with Sam Cosgrove leading the attack. Substitutes for the Dons today, Cherney, Considine, Campbell, Gallagher, McLennan, Anderson and Main. Hamilton, well, they certainly have uh, rung the changes. They've made five changes today. In come Will Collar, George Oakley, Ross Cunningham, Scott Martin and Jamie Hamilton. Out drop Lewis Smith, Alex Gogic, Brian Easton, Steve Davies and Marius Ogbo. So it's Luke Southwood in goals, a back three of Sam Stubbs, Jamie Hamilton and Johnny Hunt. Across the middle, Aaron McGowan, Will Collar, Mikel Miller, Scott Martin and Scott McMahon. Up front, George Oakley and Ross Cunningham. The substitutes for Aki's today, Fawn Williams, Fjortoft, Davies, Moyo, Beck, Mimno and Ogbo. And your match referee here at Pitodri is Willie Collum. That's you up to speed then on the four Premiership games. That was Aberdeen Hamilton. We've got Hearts, St Johnston, Ross County, Kilmarnock and St Mirren, Livingston. Don't forget to come tomorrow. We've got Motherwell against Rangers, Celtic against Hibs. Big games down the divisions today as well, but not at Capolo. If you're on your way to Morton, Queen of the South, Head for the Christmas shopping instead Because that one is off Due to a waterlogged pitch Now at this time On a Saturday afternoon We always get all the guys involved We look back on the week's biggest stories And that's going to happen next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans, Craig Beattie and Alex Ray here with me in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds in the Premiership St Mirren Livy, Ross County, Kilmarnock, Hart St Johnston and Aberdeen Hamilton We've already given you the team news So let's do what we often do at this time on a Saturday And look back on some of the week's biggest talking points I think the European exploits on Thursday clearly dominating the headlines Mark Guidi, we have two teams in Europe 
after Christmas sum that up for us as an achievement yeah it's great and uh, you know, I think I've just seen the, 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 the boys at six aside yes if only the Europa League brought in the same funds that the, the Champions League does clubs and managers want to chase the 25 million quid but nine times out of ten it's just to tell you when you get there they're more or less out their depth and they're scrapped to try and avoid finishing bottom now you look at the Europa League um, and you see that they, they're capable of getting into the last 32 but there's not the same financial rewards but they're competitive they can win games and the evidence has been there top of the, the table after six games Celtic in a really tough group and for Rangers a really tough group as well and they've managed to finish second uh, and get through I mean you consider both our clubs Rangers and Celtic started uh, in July uh, I think both managers uh, and the players and the supporters deserve a, a lot of credit it's been a real shot in the arm and hopefully um, it'll kick on as well into the, into the national team um, at the end of March Yeah Roger Hanna you were in with us on Tuesday at that point we were sort of looking ahead we knew that Celtic were there we knew that Celtic were group winners uh, and now Rangers have joined them as well Yeah and, and never mind the fact Celtic lost on Thursday never mind the fact Rangers sort of scraped staggered over the line on Thursday night go back to the very start and when you saw those two draws if you had said Celtic will win the group with four straight wins in the middle, including back-to-back wins over Lazio, they'll get 13 points, the most they've ever accumulated in a group, everyone would have been thrilled. If you'd said to Rangers in a group that's got Porto and Feyenoord that you're going to qualify and, and come within a moment or two in an own goal of actually winning the group, everyone would have had your hand off for that, Gordon. It's a terrific achievement. I think it's the first time in 11 or 12 years both teams have been in Europe after Christmas, it's terrific. And when you look at the possibilities for the draw at lunchtime on Monday in Switzerland, there's probably not any real reason why the two of them couldn't aspire to getting even further. What would your take be on those possibilities then, Roger? Have you got any in mind that would stand out as either being a glamour tie or one that's particularly difficult, or on the flip side, one which might provide a slightly easier route through to the last 16 for both sides? Listen, the glamour ties are always, as you said at the top of the show, we all love a battle of Britain, Celtic versus Wolves, Rangers versus either Manchester United or Arsenal, would be terrific. The other side is, if you're trying to plot a route to later stages, there are teams in there, you know, I think there are maybe teams from Belgium who are seeded that Rangers might fancy, there are probably five or six, maybe more teams in the unseeded group that Celtic would fancy. Teams with less of a pedigree in Europe than the Lazio team Celtic have already beaten home and away. So I don't think either Neil Lennon or Stephen Gerrard will lie awake tomorrow night worrying about what the draw throws up. Fraser Rushard, how much has the group stage campaign, how far has it gone to restoring a bit of faith that we can cut it to an extent in European competition? Yeah, I think it's been uh, absolutely brilliant, you know, and, and I was saying a similar thing that Mark Weedy was saying uh, earlier, a couple of weeks ago, about the fact that uh, our clubs now take it, not no, no, no more seriously, but you can remember Celtic, uh, four or five years ago, supporters, a lot of supporters, dismissing the Champions uh, so Europa League when they get knocked out of the Champions League and feeling really disappointed, the crowds weren't great, but the crowds have been fantastic at Celtic Park and at Ibrox, and I think now it's a realisation that uh, the Champions League is great for the money, but uh, Europa League's where, where the level is on the field of play. And, and I think you're seeing that across Europe now that they're taking it a wee bit more seriously the Champions League's a no-go area and it become more and more like that for, for big clubs from smaller countries like we've got so it's been absolutely brilliant and, and the draw now 
to be listening out for two Scottish teams within the last 32 of the Europa League is just brilliant because Celtic have been flying the flag on their own for so many years and now we've got Rangers getting themselves up there and over the last couple of years their performances in Europe have been absolutely brilliant so looking forward to draw I, I'm, I'm in the camp that you get the best draw possible and you go as far as you can I know people want the glamour and the fans might want the glamour as well but see on the field of play as a player you might want to play in these places but let's play in the quarterfinals of the last 16 let's get to the next round first and foremost so I think your fingers crossed for them both they both get good draws because they're capable and the teams in this they're left in there much of a muchness and to come through the tough groups they have done I don't think our, our club should really fear anybody in the last uh, last 32 Fraser Fraser just didn't know it on the telephone he says if you need the arc just give him a bell <laughs> No has been on the phone and says if you need the arc, just give him a bell. <laughs> well I'm only a few miles from Greenock and they put the game off at Greenock. It's unbelievable here. They're either battling against the Tannoy or you're battling against the wind. And no matter which way I turn, my mic still <laughs> is picking up the wind. But so I, I do apologise. I'll but, try to speak louder. But I agree with you, Fraser. I, I, I would like to see the very best at Celtic Park and Ibrooks because I do take on board what everyone has said about the financial disparity. Celtic and Rangers have made 10 million between them so far in the Europa League. One of them would have made 25 million if one of them had qualified for the group stages of the Champions League. However, when they play at Celtic Park and Ibrox, it is a Champions League night. It's dressed up as the Europa League, but it's a Champions League night. 110,000 people between them will watch the match. That's why I would love to see Wolves at Celtic Park. Man United at Ibrox We're always hearing Ach it's only in Scotland Well Not in Europe it's not Would you not rather save those ties For later yeah, on though And too, try and yeah. Get as far as you can In the competition well, By drawing the easiest why not, teams Why not just test yourself yeah, for, for me it would be the easier one Gordon Purely for the point of view As we speak about the coefficiency And you know, there is some good teams there For both and We've uh, actually clubs. still got a bit of work to do To seal that 15th spot Absolutely. We dropped out of the top 15 yeah. During the week So if we want two Champions League spots From yes. 21 season onwards um, well we're going to need to get a couple, another victory couple under our belts yeah, perhaps. absolutely Gordon if you've got some of the ones if you look at Ghent Basel Malmo they would be you know ones that you would expect as well you look at Eintracht Frankfurt 11th you and you know that, I think Celtic would be comfortable against a team of that stature isn't football about glory yeah, yeah, but you get that. You can picture. get that. What, what's more glorious than getting to the latter well, stages well, of the Europa League? I'll give you the other side of the coin. But if you draw one of the lesser ones and they beat you because you didn't play particularly well, so you can go out to a poor one. I think Fraser's hit the, the nail on the head there when he said, as, as football fans, as pundits, as people involved in the game in Scotland, I think you want um, to be able to get through. Um, sorry, you want the glamour ties, but as a player, the, the players will be looking for the easiest possible route to get to the next stage, and then you want the easiest possible route again. Which of course gets harder, and it's all about you know trying to trying to I mean, aim you, towards the final. If you get an easy draw all the way to the final and win it, you're not going to look back and go, oh, "I wish we had played oh, yeah. some harder yeah, teams." Yeah, uh, Mark Greedy, I think it was you that was trying to come in, but it's so yeah, windy, it's hard to yeah, distinguish. It's just to pick you up on a, a, a general point. It's a lot more than ten million quid between both clubs for the Europa League this season. It's you, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's more. I would say minimum eight, in between eight and twelve, and then they'll pick up another two or three million pounds uh, for getting into the next round, possibly up to four. Uh, million pounds so listen it's not the 25 million quid that they'd like but it's certainly a lot richer than 5 million pounds well, each it's, it's round about it's closer to the 10 mark you. well you remember the difficulty you and I had with our expenses when we were in Japan in 2002 <laughs> you still got it here counting counting's never been my strong point that's the exchange rate I mean sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to decide um, on today's news if you like yeah. Hugh new contracts for Stephen Davis 
And Alan McGregor Hot in the heels of a new deal For Stephen Gerrard as well yeah. What do you make of that? Uh, for Rangers and their supporters It's, it's terrific news uh, I can just hear Supporters of another club saying But he's won nothing And they're right Stephen Gerrard has to Overcome that Massive hurdle Celtic have won four trophies On his watch He now has An extension to his contract Thoroughly deserved Merited He has Improved Rangers Immeasurably But there's one thing In his deepest Subconscious That he knows If he doesn't stop Nine in a row He'll get a bad reaction from the Rangers fans yeah, Roger Hanna, time will tell how this all works out We don't know if Rangers will end the season trophyless We don't know how many they'll end up with We will find out come May But at the moment, just compared to where Rangers have been in the past Does it look like there's a bit more structure, a bit more forward planning Where sort of younger assets are getting tied down And you're now seeing older, more experienced heads getting looked after It just seems as if Things are at least moving in a bit more of a structured direction. Yeah, and listen, the, the team has improved. Huge, right? They haven't won anything, but they are improving. You could see that with the performance last week. They couldn't get past Fraser Foster, but they were the better team for long periods of that game. They've then qualified for the last 32 in Europe, which is a step ahead from what they did last season. And I think Stephen Gerrard, in, in, in handing contracts to the likes of Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor off the back of his own deal, he is securing the biggest on-field assets at the club. There will be changes. The fringe players will go out in January, I'm sure. More fringe players will go out in the summer and there will be reinforcements brought in. But I think the work that's going on behind the scenes is sensible work because <laughs> Davis... You know, people say Rangers missed him in the final last week. McGregor, you, you can't argue with what he's done since he's been back at the football club. And after a very, very dispiriting, disappointing result for Rangers last Sunday, they will feel that they've recovered to an extent through the week. They have qualified in Europe. They have tied down the manager now in a long-term deal. And they have tied down two key players for another season. Roger, Roger, see, just to put some perspective on where Rangers are now and, and compared to where they were recently... Only four years ago yesterday, it, it took a, a Martin Waghorn equaliser at Ibrox to get a 2-2 draw with Morton. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And you, you, you look back at some of the, no disrespect to any of them, some of the players who were playing for Rangers around that area, even some of the players, you know, it's not that long ago that Carlos Peña and Eduardo Herrera were, Herrera were running about at Ibrox. So Stephen Gerrard, in the 18 months or so that he's been in, has improved the team. He has improved the squad. But I think it's still... Uh, it's still a work in progress if you like Craig you could see that with the fact that they didn't get the result last week um, they couldn't quite see off young boys and get the win that would have topped the group there is work still to be done Stephen Gerrard appreciates that he, he said as much in a few of his press conferences but, but he's continuing to do that work Mark Guidi what do you make of this recent raft of contracts handed out in the last couple of days? Good business uh, for Rangers you know, there's two ways you'll be able to, to assess it at the end of the season, if there's some that want to say, oh, you know, if Rangers finish trophyless again, that's two years with excellent backing from the board and not a trophy to show for it. Or there's other way you can say, well, you know, Celtic had probably, if you take from when Brendan Rodgers took over, you know, they've had a, a three-year start on, on Stephen Gerrard. And, you know, look what he's managed to achieve getting into Europe getting to cup finals, running Celtic close, etc. Et so you can look at it. But all I would say is, if you didn't have Stephen Gerrard, would you be better off? Could you find a better manager than Stephen Gerrard? I don't think so. So Gerard. I think it's a good move 
um, for Rangers to get them tied up. And in terms of Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor, absolutely speaks for themselves. A no-brainer to tie those two guys up. The only good thing for me, Mark, about the new Stephen Gerrard contract. Celtic and Rangers are feeding off each other in the way they have not done for almost a decade. They're doing well in Europe because they're feeding off the need to win at home all the time. The domestic yep. pressures on the pair of them. They're feeding off it. We had a caller last night to Super Scoreboard who said it was down to the league. I don't believe that's the case. It's down to Celtic and Rangers. The league can't live with Celtic and Rangers. They're feeding off each other and it profits them domestically and in Europe. And Fraser Wishart, from a Celtic perspective, they had the luxury of being able to rest players the other night and introduce some youngsters giving a European debut. I think their youngest ever European appearance for Karamoko Dembele. Scott Robertson made his full Celtic debut away in Europe. So that must be encouraging for Neil Lennon and for those who are thinking about the long term in the future rather than just who wins the title this season. Yeah, totally. It's difficult for, for Celtic to introduce young players into their team when they're chasing titles and you talking about the domestic pressure on them you know there's huge pressure on them both as well there's no leeway there's no six point gap eight point gap in the league every week they've got to keep playing their best teams it's very difficult to to rest players in domestic football for for European football coming up so it was the other way around during the week because of Celtic's great success but young Robertson looks as if he's got a real real chance and also uh, young Dembele of course I mean he's, he's almost 17 but he's, he's, a, he's a high highly rated young young player but uh, They've played some amount of games. Some of these guys, like Ryan Christie and Cal McGregor and others who are who are in the, the national team as well, again, playing a huge amount of games and hopefully lots of games to come if they can be successful in Europe. So good time for Neil Lennon to be able to rest players, but that was because of the, the fantastic results uh, beforehand. But uh, they, they can't afford to take their foot off the gas. You know, Rangers, I think, are going to be there. They're going to be up there beside them. I think they might kill Rangers, might just be the draws. They, they killed them last year. They drew home to Hampton. They drew home to Dundee as well, who eventually relegated as well. And in the recent weeks, even the Aberdeen game, you know, 10 days ago, they couldn't see the game out. And he must be scratching his head, Stephen Gerrard, looking at it, thinking, how can he play three fantastic performances against Aberdeen for a long spells, long boys for long spells, for the whole game against Celtic, and they didn't win any of them. So a wee bit of pressure on Rangers as well. Hugh Keevans, we've had a tweet in for you. Oh. From the one and only George Bowie ah. He got to Capolo Only to oh, find out the game was off ah. However At least he got a picture with the great Andy Ritchie He's asking for you Shinjuku Shug Says George Bowie on Twitter Andy was one of the greats of Scottish football Ambling Andy He was a player and a half He didn't ask him to run That was for other folk But it was a wonderful Exciting Entertaining footballer And I'm glad that he and Bowie are together Two greats in one place Uh it's 20 to 3 So if you're just hearing this message It's probably too late for you And I apologise But Morton against Queen of the South Is off The rain has become too much for the pitch The game is off George Bowie might be there But see if you can save yourself Turn round and do something else with your day Make sure you're listening to Clyde One Super Scoreboard though Because we are going to continue Building up to the 3 o'clock games And we'll go around the grounds next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com 15 minutes to kick off in the big games In the Premiership and beyond It's Aberdeen, Hamilton, Hart, St Johnston Ross County, Kilmarnock and St Mirren Livy in the top flight We've got games down the divisions Remember Morton is off Morton against Queen of the South Has fallen victim to the weather Waterlogged pitch at Capolo And that one will not be going ahead But the Premiership games will Four today Two tomorrow We're going to keep you up to date With every kick of the ball this afternoon 
And we'll make sure we give a good preview to Motherwell against Rangers And Celtic against Hibs as well So stay tuned, we're here until 6 o'clock Long afternoon And at 5 o'clock that's your chance to have your say Tell us what you witnessed this afternoon Or what you're hoping to witness tomorrow The open line will be with us at 5 In the meantime, let's go back around the grounds though Hearts against St Johnston uh, Mark Guidi, from a Daniel Stendel perspective I know it's a difficult time of year I know it's miserable outside But you would imagine that the Hearts fans where possible will we'll turn out And the ones who are there will be Full of that optimism that you always get When you've got a new manager Because it's his first game You don't know the way things are going to go And you're just hoping for the best And he's disappeared Give him the yeah, big right, God, oh, 15, minute, 15 minutes to, to kick off It's shaped not to be a decent crowd uh, At, at Tynecastle And uh, you know they'll just want to go and see the manager Make a mark Get a wee grip for the, the, the style of football Even the formation What kind of substitutions that, that, that he might make um, if he has to, and, and in general as well, the the response that he gets from his players, and uh, you know, I know he's only had four training sessions with them, but there's still a time to, to impart a bit of knowledge, try and get a little bit of structure, get them into your way of thinking. And uh, but I, I think he's up against, even though St Johnston are, are, are bottom of the table, for me that's a false position. I like St Johnston. I think middle to front look good, and I look at that lineup today, and I have a feeling they're going to cause Hearts lots of problems. We're great at contradictions in this part of the world, Mark Because everyone says, yeah, yeah, and you've got to give them time The manager needs time But you're also looking at the run of fixtures that Hearts have coming up So they're against St Johnson today Which is clearly goes down as winnable But it's Celtic, Hibs and Aberdeen all before the new year So does that make today even more important? I mean, it's, it's the most winnable one on paper Yeah, uh, and as you say, you know, only one wicket Only one win in the league this season That was when... Austin McPhee was at charge of hoping St Mirren has scored five goals. But yeah, you've got to get off to a, to a start today. You're against the team that's bottom of the table, albeit you're levelling points with them. But you probably couldn't ask therefore for a better fixture. So yes, Daniel Stendhal has got to do it, even though my understanding is that he wants to make um, changes, you know, quite a number of changes if the budget uh, allows him to uh, in January. So these players are definitely fighting for their futures over the next four games. You get these nice coincidences in football quite often, Hugh. I was looking at the previous meetings between the sides, a 1-0 win for St Johnston in Perth. I think that was the end of the road for Craig Levine, was it not, that night? It was an own goal from Christoph Berra. That spelled the end for Craig Levine. And now Daniel Stendhal's first game against the same opposition. Now, I happen to think that Daniel Stendhal will get the bounce and he will get the three points. However, he had better because with Daniel Stendhal there comes a bit of a mess because it's not certain that Hearts will allow him to bring the people from Barnsley he wants to bring. And already he's made his observations on Austin McPhee, John Daly and Andy Kirk will be beside him today. He needs the win to take away from the off-field controversy. St Mirren against Livingston is the game in Paisley Fraser Wishart's looking at that one I mean Fraser, in case you hadn't noticed Christmas is less than two weeks away So we're clearly at that period of the year Where you can't keep writing things off as being early in the season I mean you look at where St Mirren are at the moment They're two points above Hearts They're three behind Ross County They've played one more game than both of them So these are the, the types of fixtures again You mentioned winnable You look at games on paper If you're at home Against Livingston And you've got real designs Of staying in the division Or climbing the table It's kind of the type of game That you have to try and win Yeah absolutely And you were talking to Mark About, about fixtures for, for Hearts And you look at Simmons as well You know after this game They've got St Johnston away next week Which is again A very important game To get Celtic Then they've got Kilmarnock 
at home. So I think you're looking for maybe six or seven points from these games, uh, the three games outside of Celtic as well, because uh, we're then going to the winter break and uh, they come back and they've got some really big games against Rangers and Hibs and Aberdeen. So a key period for, for St Mirren and Jim Goodwin will be very, very aware of that before the winter break. You want to keep, from St Mirren's point of view, you don't want to drop off at the bottom and be three or four points going into that period. And if they win today, it takes them just up very close to Livingston, who are in seventh place as well. So it's going to be like that all season. I think there's going to be swings every single week. I don't think anybody's going to drop off at the bottom uh, and, and be adrift like Dundee were last year. I think it's going to be very, very tight at, at the bottom. And today is going to be a big game. The wind's gone down a wee bit. The rain's kind of disappeared, but the clouds are just coming over. So today will probably be more about attitude than anything else. The players will be a bit cold. It can be difficult to get themselves going today, but it's about desire. It's about attitude. It's about um, more than vulnerability because I don't think there's much between these two teams but it might just be a team with a bit more desire to overcome the conditions of wins today. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot between these sides in recent times. Both promoted at similar time up to the, the top flight from the Championship. It was a 2-1 win for Livingston earlier this season over at the Tony Macaroni. So we'll watch that one with interest. See how Fraser Wishart gets on watching St Mirren against Livingston in Paisley. Uh, Aberdeen against Hamilton. Dave Galloway, how do you assess Aberdeen's place at the moment? If you look at the... The run of form, I think it's one win in four, but that's only four games. It's quite a small sample, if you like, and there's a chance to go back into third today. Yeah, it, it, it's been pretty patchy, to say the least. At times watching Aberdeen, it, it's been a case of one step forwards and one step back or two steps back. You know, there was so much positivity after a really encouraging second half showing against Rangers. They went right at them and then it was a tame 3-0 defeat the week after or, or the, the game after at uh, Easter Road. You know, the knives were out again for Derek McInnes after that 3-0 loss to Hibs. And, you know, they really need to build some positivity ahead of a tough ending to the year. It includes a visit to Celtic Park next weekend, of course. There are issues to be addressed, both in defence and attack, where there's you know, too much reliance on Sam Cosgrove to dig them out of bother. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Sam Cosgrove. He's got 18 already this season. You can't really fault that. He's not scored in his last two, Alex. Uh, you have to go back to last season to find a run of three games yes. where he doesn't score. That's the, the level of consistency he's been shown. Yeah, without doubt. And uh, he has been brilliant, Gordon, if you take the second part of last season and this current uh, half of this season I think he's been remarkable he's, It's a great return uh, I think one of the key things For Aberdeen Is that I was just looking at stats there In the last nine games It's five wins Two draws and two losses So it's not as bad As people think You know sure. in, that, in that form That's pretty good uh, But they just need to find That consistency Where they're dropping The odd points here or there But uh, for me They will probably be Around about third or fourth again Let's hear from Derek McInnes Well we've got two home games Now before the turn of the year And uh it's important we maximise that and get all six points. It won't be easy. We've had it with various Hamilton teams over the years. We've had a lot of competitive matches against them, and uh, you know they'll, they'll without doubt make it difficult for us. We what we need to do, looking back in the last couple of games in terms of the types of goals we've lost, is be far more robust we were defending, um, and hopefully if we create as many chances as we we did at Easter Road, we can be more clinical certainly than we were. But it's the goals. We've conceded last week was uh, is um, been our main focus this this week and trying to address that and hopefully we see that. So Aberdeen against Hamilton, another fascinating one. The Aki's level on points with St Johnston and Hearts at the bottom, but they did win two 0 on their last visit to Petodre. So plenty of 
Things for Brian Rice to consider Ross County against Kilmarnock Roger Hanna uh, And just as an aside from this game There's always a lot of focus on the Kettlewell Ferguson co-managerial situation Because it's it's very rare um, But they've now been joined in, the, in Scotland I should say by another pair of co-managers At Falkirk and Lee Miller and David McCracken mm-hmm. So they're not alone No they are not uh, It was interesting to see Falkirk confirm Miller and McCracken as co-managers last night Not quite sure why they didn't do it Two or three weeks back When, when they took them from from Peterhead and Livingston respectively I wondered if there was going to be a, a senior figure put in alongside them I don't know whether they've tried to get a senior figure in there alongside them but it's a big job for the two of them because Falkirk have by far and away the biggest budget in League One and they are not performing to the level of their budget huge game for the lads to start this afternoon at home to Wraith Rovers who are leading the way Airdrie are up there too so it's a big job we can only wish the two of them well and if they do as well as Kettlewell and Ferguson have done and are doing up here in Dingwall then they can look forward to to a decent career there at Falkirk it's going to be a big game for Ross County arguably though Gordon a bigger game for Kilmarnock we heard you know, they just didn't handle Livingston at all last week. They couldn't handle a physical threat of Lyndon Dykes. They couldn't handle balls into the box. And they're coming up against a side that Kettlewell and Ferguson are putting out this afternoon with Michael Gardine one side, Josh Mull on the other side, and they'll be firing balls into that box to, to an on-form pairing of Brian Graham and Ross Stewart. Yeah, I think it's one win in seven, isn't it, for Kilmarnock yeah. Rogers? It's been a real roller coaster. You've got all the Kona's key stuff. I think pe- you know people perhaps have to stop mentioning it. It's done. It's way, way in the past now. They looked like they had weathered that storm, but now in the in the midst of a slightly difficult run as well. Yeah, they are in a difficult run. One win in seven. They've gone from third to fifth in the Premiership, and fifth in the Premiership's no disgrace for Kilmarnock at all. They've got good players here. What they don't have is a really deep, strong squad. Angelo Alessio sort of threatened after the Livy game last week to make wholesale changes. I was a little bit sceptical because I couldn't see where the, you know, where the personnel was suddenly going to come from to allow him to make those changes. He's obviously had second thoughts. There only are a couple of alterations. Mohamed El Makrini goes out. Chris Burke comes in against one of his former clubs. The interesting one for me is at the back, though. Alec Bruce, an experienced player, an old head, an old campaigner, dropped to the bench and young Connor Johnson on loan from Wolves it's only a second league start for Kelly since arriving in August and it could be um, it could either be sink or swim for him up here against Stuart and Graham let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell I think they've got so many traits that they have done for the last 18 months or so very very well organised I think that they, they they seem to obviously have that strong backbone of their team as you've already mentioned with, with some good experience and, and they've obviously got that bit of flair as well they've got guys that can open you up at, at the drop of a hat as well so I just, I just see them being a, a very good established Premier League side now there's all sorts of stories and rumours and all the rest of it certainly from the one experience we've had of playing them this season there was no there was no signs of that and I'm looking at the results and where they sit in the league table um, there's not a great deal of evidence to show that there's too much different um, so I know it's going to be a difficult game for us 3 o'clock kickoffs, less than 5 minutes away we'll get them underway next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. How late was that Lee Irwin goal? It's full time in Dingwall, Roger wow. Hanna. Ross County one, Kilmarnock now as late as you like. Lee Irwin, the Ross County substitute, back to haunt his former club, Kilmarnock, with the 93rd minute winner to settle a very entertaining game here in the Highlands. Ross County has started off badly for the lost winger, Michael 
Gardine to injury after just nine minutes. Strikers Brian Graham and Ross Stewart both had chances to break the deadlock in the first half. At the other end, Kelly had chances as well. Liam Miller went close. Eamon Brophy went close on three separate occasions. And former county winger Chris Burt put a free kick onto the roof of the net. At the start of the second half, County were bright again across by Josh Mullen. It reached Ross Stewart at the back post, but his shot was deflected over for a corner. Kelly had a decent spell in the second half as well across from Eamon Brophy after 73 minutes. A glancing head of a young defender, Connor Johnson, onto the roof of Nathan Baxter's net. Then Baxter made a decent save to deny a fierce drive on the angle by Eamon Brophy after 76 minutes. But County finished the game brightly. Erwin had come on. He had a flashing shot just across the goal and wide of Laurentiu Brunescu's far post after 77 minutes. Then Josh Mullen wide of the same post in 82 after Sean Kelly cut the ball back into his path. It looked for all in the world that Kelly would hang on to get a point after this long journey. But then in the 93rd minute, a call on the far side, the county left. It was whipped in by Josh Mullen. It was headed back out to Josh Mullen. The second delivery, it was an awful fankel the Kilmarnock back four got themselves into. They just couldn't get the ball clear at all. It bounced about. Erwin met it in the volley, a fierce volley. It crashed down off the crossbar onto the line. Difficult to tell whether it was on the line. Erwin didn't hang about to find out. He raced in and knocked home the rebound from his own shot as Brunescu swarmed on the deck. A great Christmas here for these Ross County fans at home. They're home happy. A long journey home for the sad Kilmarnock supporters. Super scoreboard man in a match. After breaking the deadlock, it simply had to be super sub Lee Erwin. Ross County 1, Kilmarnock 0. It's also finished at Tyne Castle. Mark Guidi has been watching Hearts and St Johnston. Full time, Hearts nil, St Johnston one, and a poor start for new Tyne Castle boss Daniel Stendel as he watched his team stay bottom of the table, joint bottom, and they really didn't deserve anything from this game. He really does have his work cut out, and if he doesn't get to make the changes that he wants to make in January, Hearts really are relegation material. They didn't deserve to win this game. Uh, St Johnston had the two best chances. The first came. In the 11th minute, great work from Michael Howard. He skipped past Bobby Zermal, who'd, who'd raced out his box, danced past him from 20 yards out, cleaning in and goal. All he had to do was stroke it home, but he hit it straight at Aaron Hickey to miss a sitter, and the ball went out for a corner kick. The only chance Hearts created in the first half was a Jamie Walker shot that was deflected wide. After the break, Hearts were more anxious, the crowd were more on their back, and St Johnston took control. Matty Kennedy came Close with a shot in the 51st minute. And then the 73rd minute, a great cross from Michael Howland. Teed it up for substitute Callum Hendry. All they had to do was just place it into the net. But he didn't get enough power on it. And Bobby Zamal made a brilliant save to fingertip it over the bar. From the resultant corner kick, Callum Hendry, free header, six yards out. One up for St Johnston and they never looked back. Hearts tried to put pressure on them in the closing stages. But the facts were that St Johnson goalkeeper Xander Clark didn't have a save to make great result for the travelling St Johnston fans creates a bit of distance between them their club and the bottom of the table but for Hearts a hell of a lot of hard work ahead full time at Tynecastle Hearts nil St Johnston won let's go to Pitsodri it's finished between Aberdeen and Hamilton Dave Galloway Aberdeen won Hamilton nil. the home team really should have taken the lead after six minutes when Logan crossed for Wilson but the striker's effort was well saved by Southwood the Dons uh, got on top after a, a pretty bright start by Ackes and McGinn did some really good work on the right hand side the ball broke to Hedges and his shot was well held by Southwood McGowan passed up a really good opening at the other end he had the chance of a 
a free header from Cunningham's free kick but couldn't connect properly another chance fell to Wilson after Southwood saved from again however the Aberdeen forwards effort was cleared off the line by McMahon in first half injury time Logan went close for the home team his angled drive powerfully hit it was saved by the visiting keeper's legs seven minutes after the restart Aberdeen went ahead McGinn's cross picked out Cosgrove at the back post to score his 19th goal of the season from close range now if you thought the Dons would go for the jugular after that you'd have been wrong they seemed to go into kind of game management mode and they drifted out of things Aki's saw plenty of the ball but were unable to take advantage of their possession although there were a few nervous moments for the home crowd with this with their side only one nil ahead Aberdeen's Wilson created space for himself on the edge of the D late on but his shot was high wide and not so handsome with Miller shooting well over from the edge of the box for Hamilton certainly not the best of games but it's ended Aberdeen 1 Hamilton 0 did you give us a man of the match there Dave? Uh, man of the match for me let's go for Sam Cosgrove uh, opportunistic strike give him the ball and he'll score a goal Sam Cosgrove for Aberdeen match winner I don't mind that at all let's go to Paisley game of the day perhaps for Fraser Wishart St Mirren 3 Livingston 3 a 6 goal thriller I have to say the players on both sides deserve huge credit for putting on such an exciting game in appalling conditions as St Mirren came back from 1 down and 3-1 down with Jonathan Obika getting two goals in the second half to grab his team a point. St Mirren were 2-1 ahead at half time they went 1 up in the 13th minute when Ryan Flynn unusual position of right back and missed kicked a simple clearance I mean Souda was first on to the loose ball and an excellent low finish his left foot past Gladke from 20 yards Saints go back into it 1 each 33 minutes Jonathan Abika did really well on the left hand side got some space rolled a low cross into the 6 yard box and there was Junior Morias to side foot the ball into the back of the net but a body of low for Saints on half time Craig Sibbald a wind assisted free kick into the 6 yard box Saints defence stood still but John Guthrie the centre back for Livy didn't and he headed the ball into the back of the net from 6 yards poor defending by Saints and they were 3-1 down in 57 minutes a simple goal again this time Livingston keeper Sarkic free kick from just outside his own box launched into the Saints half as they stood still the ball bounced I mean, Souda didn't stand still. He's first on to it. He flicked the ball past Waters and right with a left foot shot low past Hladke. It was important for Simon to get back into the game quickly, and he did so four minutes later. Cammy McPherson with a corner. It wasn't cleared by Livingston. Subs Tony Andrew with the volley towards goal and hit Jonathan Abika and into the back of the net from six yards out. Jim Goodwin was then booked for descent as a whole ground got a lift from that goal, and the atmosphere changed. And he threw on Cody Cook for young centre back Glover. The Saints really were going for it, and they got just desserts. A real reward in 73 third minute Tony Andrew did really well inside the box he kept the ball alive cut the ball back Jonathan Abika was first on to it. he hit the ball well with his shot it took a wicked deflection I think of Alan Lithgow and went past Sarkic you could only watch as the ball flew into the back of the net but you have to give the, bo- the goal to Jonathan Obika. no more goals but a few nervy moments at both ends particularly for St Mirren any high ball into their box causing real problems but they managed to scramble the ball away on a few occasions St Mirren perhaps the better team but having been two goals behind Jim Goodwin will certainly take a point and my super scorer man in the match who else Jonathan Obika set up the first goal and scored two you can't ask much more from your strikers full time here St Mirren 3 Livingston 3 01419511025 this is your chance to have your say what did you witness this afternoon Hearts fans how much worse did it get of course it's early days for Daniel Stendel, but beaten again still only one league victory this season and down there at the bottom of the table so give us a call Tell us what you made of it And just how much improvement is needed by the new manager St Mirren fans I guess you would 
take a point in the end Given you were 3-1 down uh, How did you see the game panning out there At Paisley this afternoon 01419511025 And of course The small matter of two big games tomorrow Motherwell against Rangers First up Celtic against Hibs A bit later on Let's do it all Give us a call And you can have your say next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Full time scores in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 1 Hamilton 0 Hearts 0 St Johnston 1 Ross County 1 Kilmarnock 0 And St Mirren 3 Livingston 3 In the Championship Are both 0 Dundee United 1 Air United 2 Alloa Athletic 1 Dundee 4 Dunfermline 3 And Partick Thistle 3 Inverness Cali Thistle 1 Morton against Queen of the South Was postponed Due to a waterlogged pitch In Scottish League 1 Airdrie 2 Peterhead 1 Falkirk 1 Wraith Rovers 1 4 for 3 Dumbarton 4 Montrose 4 Clyde 0 And Stranraer 0 East 5 2 In Scottish League 2 Annan 0 Edinburgh City 2 Brecon City 2 Cowdenbeath 1 Cove Rangers 2 Stenhouse Muir 1 Elgin City 2 Albion Rovers 2 And Queen's Park 1 Stirling Albion 1 The English Premier League It finished Liverpool 2 Watford 0 Burnley 1 Newcastle 0 Chelsea 0 Bournemouth 1 Leicester 1 Norwich 1 And Sheffield United 2 Aston Villa 0 It's 0141 951 1025 It's your chance to have your say What did you see from your team today? Good? Bad? Somewhere in the middle? And what about tomorrow as well? Two massive fixtures Hugh Keevans Well Of course That's uh, the, the big picture really um, Motherwell At high noon against Rangers Uh Motherwell going for four wins on the trot Rangers wanting to make up the disappointment of losing the cup final to Celtic last weekend and if they can make up for the disappointment then Celtic start off against Hibs being in second place and it's then up to Celtic to see what they can do but what a day of drama we have had well done St Mirren 3-1 down and coming back to make it 3-all and what a day of drama for Daniel Stendhal at Tynecastle his first match as Hearts boss now it remains the case that they have won three points or rather three games in all of 2019 at home. The last time they won at home, Greyfriars Bobby was a pup. Oh, brilliant here. Listen, I think they won the big results as well. Aberdeen, that's him back up to third. Gordon, uh, you look at the St Johnston off the bottom of the table now. Uh, replaced by Hamilton Ackes. Uh You look at uh, Rose County, another impressive result against Kamalak, who are having a bit of a Tough time And you have to say Partick Thistle Well done You know back to back wins For Ian McCall Gives them a bit of respite Yeah listen Rangers and, and Celtic um, Obviously apart from The fact they play each other They tend just to be Winning machines And um, you know Both sets of fans And, and managers Will be expecting That they both return To, to winning ways tomorrow 01419511025 Hearts fans Come on Daniel Stendhal I'm not saying this is his fault By any means It's his first game So we'll cut him a bit of slack But just how bad is it getting Is relegation a real possibility? That's the question for you Is relegation a real possibility? 01419511025 Partick Thistle fans will be happy Let's hear from you St Mirren fans I'm sure you're happy in the end It feels like a good point When you're 3-1 down But of course you'll be concerned Maybe at losing those Three goals at home And what about tomorrow as well Celtic fans Rangers fans Hibs fans Motherwell fans How do you see it panning out Give us a call Or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB Andy's first up tonight And he's a Partick Thistle fan From Drum Chapel A happy Partick Thistle fan I would imagine Andy Guys how you doing You'll have to excuse the, uh, the, voice, the voice today I'm a wee bit hoarse <laughs> With the singing And the celebration 
<laughs> make no mistake, the biggest result of the day there was for Hill beating Inverness 3-1. Um, obviously, the, the, the last win was a bit of fighting the guys. But what I saw today is that, uh, I mean, there's still a lot to, to do. We're still down there and we're still in amongst the, the relegation fight this early in the season. But the players today, you know, the second balls, they were winning them. They were, they were putting the tackles in. They were pressing Inverness and, and forcing them to make mistakes today. Um, and, and we actually looked, when we were on the attack, I think we still need to work on the final ball and, and the, the decision we make with a pass to get a shot away. There was a couple of opportunities we had today where it was, you know, we're on with the goalkeeper and instead of maybe squaring it to the free man, we're taking the shot. Uh, we need to be a bit smarter there and a bit more clinical, but fantastic performance. McCall's got them playing absolutely brilliant today. And I hope it continues. I hope, I hope we can start digging in and binding these results out. I mean, all of a sudden, Hugh, it's a first home win in a while yeah. for Partick. I think it's only the second home league win of the season. It's two wins in a row in the league. If you take even the last four, you know, seven points out of the last four games. So actually, it, it does look like there are signs that it's starting to come together. We've had a lot of negativity on the phones from Partick Thistle fans. So credit where it's due, it's, it could well be coming together now. All that Ian McCall could do was claw his way up that table, <clears throat> inch by inch, Saturday by Saturday, and that's what he's doing. And he's now a matter of three weeks away from the transfer window opening when he can do his work. And I think one of the guys said the other week on the programme that they expected Partick Thistle to make half a dozen signings in January. Uh, and his job for this season is quite straightforward. Just keep them in the division. And then when Colin Weir and the supporters take over the club, uh, they'll be looking for a fresh injection of enthusiasm, fresh injection of money. Uh, and with the manager they have and Ian McCall who's now left by the back door with a police escort. Uh, <laughs> they, they have, of course, every possibility of survival and then next season doing much better. Andy, how important is it you start finding guys that are going to do it in front of goal? You look at Alex Jones, I think that's his first goal of the season. Uh, Dario Zanata, I think that's him up to three for the season. So that was something that you and your fellow fans were calling us a few weeks ago and saying there's no one there to stick the ball in the back of the net. Are we starting to see that maybe a couple of these guys could could be contributing? Uh, they can contribute, but I still think come January we need, we need, a, we need someone that, that, that's a proven goal scorer. Um, like I said to you today, um, Zanata was throwing goals before he scored his goal and he, he, and he takes the shot. Um, but there's a boy on the right there that he, if he squares it to his own side and it probably takes the goalkeeper out of the equation and we put it away. And that happened a few times today, guys. But, you know, I think it's a shame because we've got a good team there. And I don't, know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the guys are just frustrated, fed up. I, I don't know what it is, but... Today's the first time I've seen a bit of fight in a lot of the players. You know, actually winning and digging. And you said it there, it's like clawing your way back up the, the table there. Every player on that part today absolutely clawed for every single ball. And yeah. if they lost it, what they did is they tracked back and they tried to, to, to win it back. And what they did is they harassed and they hustled and they, and they fought for everything today. And that's how you win the games, guys, you know. That's, we Andy, that's... And players are doing that's the basics that, that Ian McCall asked for to, to work hard and to fight for the for the, the Partick Thistle cause um, But what will happen See what you're talking about The, the decision making in front of goal The better the form Partick Thistle are in The more confidence the players will get And the better decisions that they'll actually make And, and when you look at it since Ian McCall's come in That's that's twice they've beaten Inverness now Once up there, once at home So you know this Thistle team at the minute Who are looking at three wins and a draw in the last five matches They're, they're certainly more than capable of climbing that league 
Yeah, listen, I know it's very early days You know why get kind of carried away with yourself But they're, what, six or seven points off of Seven the off the playoff You're so saying not getting carried away I've just counted that I've just had a yeah, look Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying You know, I think if you look at that form And you look at the way that they're playing I think one of the key things for Ian McCall Is, is see if the, the supporters can identify With a team that's fighting Rolling up their sleeves And getting results like this Against the team at second That yeah. will give them encouragement And you can build on back-to-back wins yeah. and, and they'll be looking to do that I like, there's no downside <clears> to... Being the second bottom club at kickoff time, taking three goals off the second top club, and moving another inch towards survival. No downside. Thank you very much, Andy Indram Chapel. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the lines. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Uh, I read you through all the results from the SPFL, but sometimes there are other results out there that that jump out. Yeah, yes, and you want to mention you know I don't know if it's a coincidence. I, I would leave that up. To the Super Scoreboard public But this time last week Gordon Diel Was off On the Saturday He went through to Kelty Hearts And I don't know If he gave them Some words of wisdom If he happened to have a word With one or two They've won the game 11-0 today Vale of Leithen On the receiving end Kelty Hearts 11 Vale of Leithen 0 Well they're, they're like Cove Rangers um, You know the, the, Your first reaction Is to say who But They are Financially well backed And I'm not saying that you should win 11-0 every week But There's a gulf Between them And the teams they play against But nevertheless If you win 11-0 There's no downside to that either People who've played with Barry Ferguson Would probably suggest Alex He'll be asking why it wasn't 12 Or 13 <laughs> After that morning, but but Nevertheless uh, Some you. result I think that's one of the things about Barry He's in there uh, clearly get good money at their disposal And that's a brilliant result for them I think the bigger picture for them is to try and get into the Football League And uh-huh. uh, that will be the That's the whole the object of the exercise isn't it? Absolutely And uh, listen That's the kind of job you want as well You want to go in with the finances at that level Because yeah. you find chance Let's go back to the phones Ben is a St Mirren fan in Bishopton It was a three-all draw Ben In some ways does it feel like a win Because you've had the comeback? Yeah, it was great I've just come back for it now um, being 3 one down and getting a point is, is excellent. Um, so go credit to the guys. The fighting spirit was great. And we started with a really attacking lineup, just like last week at Hamilton, two up front and two wingers. Um, and, uh, and then we finished with Cody Cook on as well. So we really tried to win the game, and I thought when we got the equaliser, we were maybe going to go in and win it, but still, a point's uh, pretty good. Um, I just had a point, I suppose, about um, some of the defence today was terrible, really, for both teams, but a lot to do with that and the conditions, obviously. but I guess it just shows you the um, the benefits of having four centre halves in your squad because we sent young Jack Beard on loan to Morton. I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I might, might still be there. But it's, we'll be operating with three centre halves, and then of course we get the injuries with Cut Broadfoot and Gary McKenzie. Uh, and now we're struggling at the back, and we actually finished just with three at the back today just because we kind of had to. But um, so it just shows you, doesn't it? I think in January we all need to get Jack back if he's not already, or, or, or get another centre half because. You do, you do get these injuries and suddenly you're struggling with um, mm. personnel. Yeah, it's a fair point Ben makes. St Mirren have been struggling back there. Uh, Gary McKenzie, Kirk Broadfoot, the high-profile absentees. It then stemmed back to the, the Motherwell game in the midweek. I think that's when McKenzie went off. Paul McGinn had to move into centre-back. That's not his favourite position, obviously. So Sean McLaughlin's the sort of one recognised guy holding it together there, Alex, and yeah, I don't think any team would, would, would like to be in that situation. I think... I think um, uh, Jack uh, Jack Baird is an interesting one because obviously giving them to the arrivals down the road to, to get him game time, uh, so he's probably trying to do him a favour there. And you're not expecting Mackenzie and Broadfoot to get injured. When you listen to Jim at the start, he says uh, uh, 
Goodwin said at the start of the programme today That he said that it was a makeshift They're going to have to fit into to positions and doing that And to come back for 3-1 Because we were sitting in here at 3-1 And obviously they're not scoring a lot of goals at Mirren But to actually get a couple of goals back It'll boost everyone's morale mm. going into these coming games I was going to say Craig, as a player Does that genuinely feel like a victory? I know fans come away feeling pretty good about themselves But it's just the nature of it A 3 all draw I mean if it's the other way round If you're 3-1 up and you, you chuck it You... You'll be raging at the end of the game But can players take confidence from a result like that? Yeah, I, th- I think they can it's, It probably feels like a, a moral victory If you're coming from from 3-1 down They haven't been scoring a lot of goals So as well, when Livingston go 3-1 up Probably subconsciously or consciously You're thinking, we've got no chance here Because we're not free-flowing we, we don't score a lot of goals Whereas if you're playing in a, a team that do score a lot of goals You'll always feel like you've got a chance but again, you know, Abika's come up with, with a couple of goals that's, that's dug him out of a bit of a hole and, and got a point mm. in it and it will feel like more than a point for them today. Yeah, how encouraging is that, Ben? Because again, a few weeks ago, we were looking at the strikers and saying, right, who's going to be the guy that scores the goals? Yeah. Um, there's still a long way to go, don't get me wrong, but both Obika and Marias on the score sheet today, does that give you a bit of uh, food for optimism? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, Abika was has been playing pretty well from the start of the season. Just wasn't scoring, um, but now he's got five, I think, and Marais has got two. So, yeah, um, that's that's encouraging. And the Basti were, were quite a decent partnership. Um, I'm not sure we'll play two up front all the time, but these days you don't see many playing two up front. So actually, yeah, it's quite encouraging. Yeah, I was just about to say there. Uh, Abika's now got five goals in his last ten games. You know, when you look at the the, the Return prior to that little run he's on You know it was pretty poor so um, We always look at one and two is good at any level absolutely. isn't it? Any level. Listen Gordon if he continues to score In, in that vein of form uh, St Mirren will be fine over the course and distance Because you, you know uh, We were saying that they weren't scoring goals at the top end of the pitch You know because defensively they were okay Obviously they've lost a few in the last couple of weeks But earlier on in the season So it'll be encouraging for uh, Jim Goodwin And Abika starting to get up to speed You're always looking for signs Hugh That there's a fighting spirit there A yeah. resilience or whatever it may be And I think we've seen that today from St Mirren yeah, I'll take my sign from the last uh, eight days Cameron McPherson's goal at Hamilton To give St Mirren their first away win on the road this season Is then followed by the team going 3-1 <clears> behind <throat> But not giving in And in the end getting the point Four points out of six That'll do And when you look at the priorities, Ben I mentioned it earlier on in the show Very interested to speak to Jim Goodwin After the Motherwell game Where he acknowledged that teams like Motherwell Are a good way ahead of St Mirren at the moment And perhaps not the types of fixtures That St Mirren's season will be built upon But when you look at the game against Livingston today You've taken a point St Johnston next up Teams round about you How important is this run coming up for St Mirren? Oh yeah, absolutely um, I mean, actually the last two or three weeks I mean, Motherwell were absolutely streets ahead of us they were the best team I've seen this season against us but um, we actually played quite well you know we beat Ross County um, and then we, we lost to Aberdeen and Hibs and we 2-1 and we really shouldn't have, have lost either game so there was encouraging signs there um, I, I just think there's some uh, you know there's a couple of guys in our team I mean the skillful players that you we, we rely on if you like or we want to make the difference I mean Tony Andrews actually a really good player has some good skill but he can't hit a barn door when it comes to shooting and uh and uh, Kevin McAllister, uh, Kyle McAllister, who's meant to be our, arguably our best player, hasn't really done it so far this season. So I'm hoping that changes and, and McAllister especially finds his form and, and then he'll make a difference like he did last season. I could change Kyle McAllister's <laughs> season in a, a in a heartbeat. I did it for Christian Doidge. I can do it for Kyle McAllister. Well, he's injured though, so you're going to have to have magic healing powers. 
The only thing his game lacks Is fitness and ability Right okay He's definitely got ability Just whether he can get back in uh, And when Ben called him Kevin McAllister I wonder if that was a festive Slip of the tongue Since it's home alone season I wonder if that's That's part of it from Ben But Ben thank you very much That was Ben in Bishopton On 01419511025 Did you ever read Kevin McAllister at Falkirk? Well I'm talking we, about we The home alone you. Kevin McAllister Yeah I know you are But uh, Macaulay Culkin The guy that wait. sets the booby traps Macaulay Culkin can wait He's turned the queue We Kevin McAllister We crunchy yeah, He was I a good remember. player Yes yeah. down at Chelsea Good player Do you remember him Gordon? A bit before my time I think To be f- yeah. to fully yeah, I know the name probably. I know, who, yes. know who he is But in terms of You were still doing your homework at Falk that a legend Yeah there we go After uh, me Right St Mirren As we mentioned Before the game Talking about the importance Of the home form And, and Ben giving us Some of the highlights there I think that's them up to 12 points From their 15 Have come at home So Paisley's important for them isn't it Yeah without a doubt And uh, listen If the home form's good It will be enough to get them Where they want to be And then it allows Jim to build Next year Because he didn't have a lot of time At the start of the the pre-season this year Uh, Don't forget that It's that time on a Saturday Where the manager's press conferences Will just be finishing We'll try and bring you their thoughts As soon as we can So it's the perfect time to get in touch If you're just out of a game Maybe you're back in the car On the train Supporters bus Whatever it may be The emotions are still running high Hugh Whether it's happy or not You played as Daniel Stendhal Before the the game started Banging on the table (laughs) Yeah Have his shoes off Banging them on the table now well we will find out There are a couple of ways For you to get in touch 0141 951 1025 That's the main ones We'd love to hear from you On the phone If you would rather Send us a tweet Then please do so At Clyde SSB And we're going to look ahead To tomorrow's games First up A cracker in Lanarkshire It's Motherwell Against Rangers Motherwell One of the success stories Of the season so far Up against Rangers On the back Of that League Cup final On the back Of the game against Young Boys What type of impact Will that have In the game tomorrow We'll hear from the likes Of Stephen Robinson Gary McAllister And also preview Celtic Against Hibs as well That's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans Craig Beattie And Alex Ray Are here And they're desperate Desperate I tell you To take your calls So get them in on 01419511025 And if you would rather tweet You can do so At Clyde SSB Kyle Reid is on He says it's a big point With so many injuries For St Mirren Um, Yes I can't argue with that Peter Kerr says I think St Mirren Should have won though Uh, So Peter's looking for The three points Rather than the one But it clearly will feel Like a victory When you make that comeback We're going to start hearing From today's managers um, looking back on what their team achieved Or did not achieve this afternoon But what about tomorrow? We've got a couple of big games We've got Celtic at home to Hibs at 3 o'clock But before that Motherwell against Rangers Blair is on He's a Celtic fan from Barhead What do you think ahead of tomorrow Blair? How we doing panel? Not Good. too bad What I'd like to say is Celtic win tomorrow Celtic win the league Rangers have shown themselves to be bottle merchants They have lost the final Despite Dominating the match That is going to affect Their mental state Celtic have shown themselves To be winners yet again And Rangers have bottled it Yet again Steven Gerrard His position needs to be questioned I know they're saying That he's this, that And the next thing But As Sutton said They are serial losers Celtic are Champions And that is all I need to say What do you think about that panel? Not much Um, (laughs) You've got more than half a season to go So arithmetically your argument is nonsense Uh, As for Bottle Rangers got over the cup loss to Celtic uh, And did enough 
It might have been scary at the end But they did enough against young boys To join Celtic in the last 32 Steven Gerrard has Im- improved Rangers immeasurably And just to address your core point If Celtic win tomorrow It does not end the league Or anything like it And the first man Who would agree with me Would be Neil Lennon No, I'm sorry Hugh I disagree with you majorly Because the fact is Celtic have shown themselves to be winners yet again You cannot tell me that psychologically That is not going to have effect on Rangers Are you a psychologist by any chance Blair? Blair, can I, no, no, I'm not. Blair, can I, can I just ask you to address? Let, let, let's be fair, though. I think everyone acknowledges that actually, yeah, it might, and, and therefore we have of to course. wait and see. Because yeah. we did say that. We did say that. You know, this is football, and we, we, if you do dominate a game yes. so much and you lose the cup final, there is every chance that that knocks some of the stuffing out of Rangers. Yeah. We just yeah. don't know yet. Uh, well, well, that's absolutely right, Gordon. However, having seen the way Rangers played for a large part of the game and the kind of level of performance on Thursday, yes, and then obviously people were questioning Morelos. You, you would say that he responded brilliantly, uh, and they got the job done. You know, if you'd have looked at that at the p- prior. To that uh, group being played You would have thought Oh that's an extremely difficult group And for them to get out of there Is another positive However Blair likes to come on Because he obviously supports The other side And I get that Because we live in this part of the country And he, he would like to think That that's the case Now time may well prove him to be right I think he's uh, at The opposite side of that Blair what's so significant About tomorrow though You say you know If Celtic win tomorrow Rangers play first So even if they've won You would stand by that So the gap would be the same Tomorrow night as it is tonight I think that's a very difficult game for Rangers tomorrow against Motherwell, who are on very good form. I believe that the fact that Celtic have turned them over against a Rangers team that were dominant against us, we can't play any worse than that against them, and they can't play any better. So I think that really shows that the, the gap is that we are winners and they don't have the right mentality to win. Uh, Blair, do, do you acknowledge the existence of arithmetic, Blair? Excuse me? Do you acknowledge the existence of arithmetic? What do you mean by that here? I mean that after tomorrow There will be 22 games left to play in the league The They will mean 66 points Are you seriously saying That the league would be over tomorrow When there are 66 points still to play for? Hugh, I think you've been very naive in the situation naive? The fact that Rangers lost that game last Sunday Shows their mentality In my opinion Do you know what would happen If you repeated these remarks In front of Neil Lennon He would laugh In your face Do you know that to be a fact Or is it just your Your guess I Neil Lennon Or any other manager Would laugh Celtic Have been magnificent <clears throat> Under Neil Lennon But Celtic Were very very fortunate Friends of mine Who are Deeply committed Celtic supporters You don't have friends I do I have one or two uh, Well One um, <laughs> And Celtic Fraser Forster is Brilliant And that's what goalkeepers are there to do Keep the ball out of the net But Celtic Were very fortunate against Rangers last Sunday And I just Dispute Blair's basic premise That all of this is symptomatic of Rangers being unable to come back and challenge Celtic. And I go to the stand to repeat, Neil Lennon would be the first man to agree with me. Let's hear from him then. I don't know if it's going to be on this subject. I can't imagine it is, but thanks to Blair for the call. This game had nothing in it for us really, other than you know prestige more than anything else. So it was important that 
you know, I, I had to be fair to the other players and keep them motivated and keep them ticking along, giving them game time and freshening up the rest of the squad who we've left behind. So hopefully that will work in our favour and come Sunday we'll be ready to go. Just to recap something that's been mentioned a lot since Thursday, that's a nice position to be in, Craig Beattie. I can't think of any time in Scottish clubs in Europe where they've been able to rest players so drastically and give them a bit of a break going into this schedule. So tomorrow, if Edward comes back in, McGregor, Christie, Brown, Forrest, Taylor will come back in perhaps. Foster. You know, it's... Yeah, listen, the, the, it's, it was a very luxurious position Neil Lennon and Celtic were in on Thursday night. Uh, Neil took full advantage of that we leaving sort of a third of his registered squad behind. Um, but what the lads that have been left behind now, what they have to do is they have to repay that in thanks on Sunday by, by putting in a big performance for, for the manager. Just look through social media And I'm sure it's just One of these things That's been accidentally saved In the drafts Or whatever on Twitter Hearts have just tweeted a video Which says A reminder of today's Starting lineup, And it's got the 11 players Which is almost as if They're just going to forget That the game took place Hoping to play it again And see if, oh. <laughs> see if it's got a different outcome So uh, Still waiting to see If we get any disappointed Twitter, angry Twitter feeds as bad as the team Hearts fans That's I'm sure it was just a wee mistake From someone But um not a classic day for the Jambos I'm looking so. forward to hearing what he actually has to say Gordon out, out of all the interviews from the managers out there I'm looking forward to Because it, it'll be his first taste of things uh, at this level mm-hmm. uh, What he's seen from his team So it'll be interesting uh, So we're looking ahead to tomorrow's games then We just had the call there looking ahead to Celtic against Hibs What about Motherwell against Rangers Charlie? How do you see that one panning out? Uh, well hopefully we'll get a win But um, I'm on about the game the other night there Mm-hmm and um, the Celtic game, the, the cup final game. Mm-hmm. Um, can I speak to Alec Ray, please? Yeah, he's listening. Hi, Alec. Yes, Charlie. Hey, what it is, <clears throat> I like Stephen Gerrard, right? He's a good manager, and we're going places, but you all go places if you bring better players in. That's the way I look at it. And we've no one, nothing yet, right? But <clears throat> in the cup final Saturday, right? Hey, Sunday, sorry, I was there, right? And I was at the game the other night, I don't know. Hey, when uh, apparently uh, it was missed, and um, certainly Morelos was Morelos uh, missed apparently, and the guy was sent half right. Um, <clears throat> after that, I believe I don't know. It's not even mentioned the time that Celtic wasted rolling about the park and all the rest of it. <laughs> I think it must have been about fifteen minutes wasted. In that fifteen game. minutes. Well, I would say that aye, because we're, you keeps on going on about we're thirty six minutes to go, right? I believe Celtic used up about 15 minutes in that Charlie I was at the game and I didn't feel as if there was like over uh, elaborating on that side What was the final was it not six, was it six added on in yeah. the end remind I think there's about yeah. 30, 30 33 minutes or something like that Gordon No 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 no. I mean time added on at the end six, of the game six was minutes, six. Yes. Yeah. So you're looking I've at never 30, seen the board 30. go up and say 15 I must admit Yeah so the, the actual reality is that you know I don't think that was an issue I think there was a bigger problem for Rangers and actually ma- managing to get a goal you know I think they carved out Numerous chances Very good chances as well And they dominated For large spells of the game So uh, I think they've come up Against a keeper That was in fine form And you know Listen they're going to have To swallow that one And like the last caller says You have to stand up Because there's a big challenge ahead I mean sometimes You just have to hold Your hands up Charlie You know I mean you had every advantage When the ball was on the spot For the penalty And Jeremy Frimpong Is making his way up the tunnel Because he'd been sent off There Charlie Was your Christmas mm. And your New Year just sitting in front of you If Rangers had scored from that penalty <clears throat> Then 
they would have taken a massive psychological lift yep. from then until the end. But time wasting, give me one instance of time wasting. Well, the big goalkeeper was sitting in the big goalkeeper was sitting, you know what, in the goal goal area, right? Who what's he lying down for? I mean, I'm not even any he's supposed to, I don't know, what he's supposed to be in Rymeal. Yeah, but does, it, does this not become part of the six, the six minutes that were added on, Charlie? I mean, six is quite a long time to add on to a game and it got added on. You seriously want 15 minutes added on to the end of a game? Well, I would believe at least 10 because there was about four individual players rolling about the park. Char- one, Charlie. Of the Rangers, one of the Rangers players got injured, right? And he went down. One of the Celtic players was down. The same. He went down first, the Celtic player, and one of the Rangers players... He looked really seen the Rangers player was lying down, so he got up. Charlie, see, see the bottom line is Fraser Foster's had a fabulous save for Ryan Jack Hill in the match. The rest of the chances, you could probably say Rangers should have converted. Yeah, they were good saves, but the, the two Morelos ones with his feet, you would fancy Morelos to stick them in the net. The penalty kick, you've got to convert the penalty kick. I don't think we're having this conversation if Morelos sticks one of the goals away. I don't think you'd be on complaining about the, the, the time that was that was wasted or not added on if, if Morelos actually does his job on Sunday. Uh, quite a cynical view, Alex, and my tongue is yeah. firmly in my cheek, but people would maybe say that it was the type of day that Rangers could have played all day and actually not managed yeah. to score. So whether there was that time to be added on yeah. or not, it just looked like one of those days in front of goal. And it was, it was Gordon, and uh, I left the game uh, a lot later than a lot of people uh, due to mm. doing some media duties there, and uh, I can I said to one of the guys We could still be playing out there today And Rangers wouldn't have scored And then that was just the way it was the, the keeper was in fine form As I said At the time I didn't think There was overly uh, Time wasting at the time It didn't. It wasn't something that struck me I've been at games And you're screaming Get this game moving But it wasn't last weekend We're a week on Hugh But these things this Take is, a while to this, get over This is what is keeping me young <laughs> Because <laughs> Blair The Celtic fan said Rangers bottle crashed Charlie the Rangers fan says The referee's watch crashed What else crashed at Hamden? Uh, Matthew is a Rangers fan from Dumbarton What's on your mind Matthew? How you doing lads? Uh, just first time caller uh, Just obviously about the bottle crashing scenario I wouldn't say Rangers are bottle crashers We've come back now And the team are looking fantastic To say under Gerard With the coefficiency in Europe and stuff like that It just wasn't our day on the day at hand, and we couldn't have done much more, obviously, you put it in the back of the net. But we've done it for years, Randy Gorham, everybody says it, so I can't see how our bottle crashes. That team under Gerard is coming out. Celtic fans must still be thinking, it's not done, surely. Do you know what I mean? We are coming back. Rangers yeah. are a better team. Matt, you're right. And, under and, and bearing in mind that the start of the week with, with the difficult matches, Rangers were 2 0 up, and, and they, they threw away a two goal lead at Aberdeen. They've then lost in the cup final. And then on Thursday night they've, they've been they've been under pressure to qualify, um, having gone a goal up and then been pegged back for an equaliser. So they've done really really well to actually respond after losing that equaliser. So uh, I don't think the bottles crashed at all. I think there would have been questions asked if they had gone on to actually lose another goal against Young Boys. But I think they've actually you know performed well and, and they've stuck together. Kind of feeds into what you've been saying all along, Luke. You there's one way to make. All this stuff go away And it is, it is win something Yeah But Rangers will take plenty of positives If we've been over this all week The performance and how close they push Celtic on the day yeah. In a big game But there's one way to make it all go away And that's that's win something Get over the line in one of these competitions Well there's only one thing that matters For the Rangers fans And that's stopping Celtic from winning the league That's all that matters You can talk about Monday night's Europa League draw To you blue in the face Or green in the face Doesn't matter The only thing that's important Is that 
For Rangers they stop Celtic winning nine in a row If Steven Gerrard does that He's a hero An immortal And Any other cliche you care to mention That's the task in front of him The contract extension doesn't matter None of the other stuff matters He has got to win the league Or else Matthew what about tomorrow then Going to Fir Park at lunchtime Is that a potential for, for a difficult afternoon for Rangers Or are you confident they come through it? No, I can say going to be caught. It's a confident day for Rangers, and we're, we're we're a good team. I can see so in the league, and you know, we're doing pretty well. Now Celtic, it's obviously my as Morelis, he's, he's, he's he can't he can't seem to do it against Celtic, can he? But uh, as as well as it goes, uh, I, I can see them doing really well tomorrow. Eh? And and then the 29th, when it comes to uh, Parkhead, ah, this this doing it. If Fraser Foster is another day like that, then fair enough. But. I can't see it And mm. hopefully we'll do something then That's that's not far away Hugh yeah. then, But the managers and the players They tell you What's the most yeah, overused tomorrow. phrase In football yeah, Taking yeah, it one game at a time But it's true That's the reality then Because you're now looking At the 29th to see What's the gap Come then Absolutely um, yeah. And of course listen There's enough games For it to be a gap In Rangers favour but, but whatever way it is That's now what we're looking at Between yeah. now and then And it has to be going And it starts and tomorrow And that's the reason why We focus on the importance Of tomorrow's games You know And, and we often touch on it In the show That uh, it's over to Rangers To put the pressure on Celtic yeah. You know Just to apply that little bit of pressure Hugh talks you about the coming and goings And yeah. the pressure And, and pushing each other They yep. feed off each other They need each other And They are making this season Domestically And in European football They are making this season The rest Live in a different postcode Tomorrow They have to prove it At Motherwell And at Celtic Park So any scope To see someone That we maybe don't see A lot of tomorrow Alex I'm not expecting You know Wholesale changes That's not what I'm suggesting At all But just given the gruelling Schedule Rangers have had Any tweaks here or there That you can envisage No I think uh, Katic come in In midweek Gordon For Holander It looks as if he's got A foot knock I don't think Stephen Davis Will come in and mix So for me It'll be pretty much The same back four the midfield three And I think Joe Aribo Was a standout uh, For periods in that game The other night I, I, I was really impressed by him And I hope that That's him back to his best Morelos will lead the line And Ryan Kent will be on the left I think that'll be Pretty much the, the team How do Mother will go about this Craig Is it about trying to Replicate the performance at Ibrox Now they lost the game So you don't want to Replicate it exactly yep. But I think Stephen Gerrard Called them outstanding yeah, On, did, on yep. the day at Ibrox The Maybe surprised one or two with the formation that they, they ditched the wingers that they went two up front. They yep. set up in a very specific way, and actually rocked Rangers. You know, scored first um, and came close enough for Stephen Gerrard to call them outstanding. How do you yeah, see they, it going tomorrow? They held out for for a long spell there, and I think the St Mirren fan we had on earlier on had said that Mother were the best team that he'd seen down at, at St Mirren so far this season as well. So we know that the qualities they've got with with Paul Worth and Donnelly, the, the goals and assists they've offered in the middle of the park. Scott Long, Hilton, they've got, they've got boys up front that can score goals. You know, They've got a really good mix of sort of height and strength and pace, um, and they're, they're really dynamic. And Steve Robinson's got them playing particularly well. Um, it'd be interesting to see if formationally it changes tomorrow and, and the goal with the two. Um, but listen, all, all Steve Robinson can do on the back of, of three consecutive wins is, is, is more of the same from a Motherwell perspective. That was Matthew and Dumbarton giving us a call for the very first time. Hope it was painless, Matthew. Hopefully, you'll give us a call back sometime as well. 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. More previews from tomorrow And of course we're going to hear from today's managers as well That's all coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Craig Beattie, Alex Ray all here Still time to get your call in or tweet us at Clyde SSB 
Let's hear from some of today's managers the Oh that was a bit oh, early oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to give you the choice as well what I've, got, I've got a few lined up here I've got Derek Sendel, McInnes Sendel. There's Gary Holt There's Daniel Stendel Stuart Kettlewell I would like you to choose Daniel Stendel Thought Thank you, you very much We all expected more today But I can say the player want to play better But at the moment uh, Was the feeling uh, is very difficult to, to change it today Especially that come in the last third to say, okay, play and create the chances, open spaces. We, we're too nervous, too hectic in some situations. And um, I think to win this game was too less, create the chances. And, um, and St. Johnston played not well, but um, they have three, four big chances. And it was so much more than we, and um, this the reason that they win this game. Did it show you just how difficult the job's going to be for you? The third time, the same question for me today. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I expected it is not easy. I hope it's easier today. I learn also, and um, we need to work hard in the next time. Uh, I said it before, it's um, a lot of things. The, the first thing, what we tried in the last days to change your mind or in the player's mind that we can play so much better and um, you can see it's not so easy to change it um, some player surprised me um, positive today and some player uh, you can see we need uh, more time to, to change Daniel Stendhal has walked into a club Hugh who is in a bit of a the club's in a bit of a, a state at the moment uh-huh. The team certainly are But you just have to look at the previous results You've yeah. got players who some would say simply aren't good enough They're uh-huh. certainly low in confidence So we can't really be too harsh on him after one game No, no, no I'll say two things about his first post-match conference He was honest To acknowledge that St Johnston While not playing particularly well Had far more chances than Hearts had So he's honest But if he says, well, it's the third time I've been asked that question, the question being, do you now understand how difficult your job is going to be? Then it's a perfectly legitimate, perfectly obvious question to ask him. And in his private moments tonight, he will know that this is a very difficult task he's been handed. I was just looking at his quotes, sorry, Beats. He was just saying that he's learned that they have to work harder. Surely when you're in this position That becomes mandatory That you actually charge about And try and get in about people um, And also saying that Some were positive Some were negative This is a club That are, have apathy All over the place They are struggling mentally They don't have a winning mentality All the leaders And the ones Naismith uh, Is nowhere to be seen as well And uh, you know Bad injury spell for him Hasn't Absolutely it And then there's other guys as well Suter's still out And you've got um, Better's looking as if he's kind of season one season too long, so he needs to find a winning formula very very soon. I like this is how difficult it is for for Daniel Stendel. His next four games are Celtic at home, a tricky one to Hamilton away. They've got the Edinburgh derby at home to Hibs, and then Aberdeen at home. So three of the next four matches are at home, which will be crucial. But Celtic, Hibs, and Aberdeen they're, they're, they don't look particularly favourable fixtures for Hearts at the minute. They all have one thing in common: you need to battle. Whether it's Celtic at your place Or Hamilton at their place Aberdeen anytime you like And Hibs anytime you like You'll need to battle to get anything Well at the moment The bottom of the table looks like this In 11th place we have hearts I mean it's It's unthinkable If you look at the beginning of last season But that's where they are 11th place on 12 points Propped up only by Hamilton Ackies Who are also on 12 points But with a worse goal difference Hamilton have played one game more Now they lost 
by one goal at Pataudry today That in itself I don't think yeah. is a great shock For a team like Hamilton No disgrace in it But here's what Brian Rice had to say at full time Similar to a few games Rangers Celtic Same again today Stayed in the game at half time Lost a sloppy goal But kept going to the end You know it's one nothing I feel for the boys in the dressing room They're getting everything they've got We just can't get a wee break It's just the way it's been for the last few weeks You can tell me my disappointment You know it's, it's, no, it's for the lads You know everything they've gave in the last few weeks It's fine fine margins here One goal here and one goal there But with three games to go before the split We need to go and start picking up points We need to start next week We're hammered We know the boundaries with which we work Who we can go and recruit Where we can go and recruit I can't go and get a Cosgrove You know, I can't go and get that I can't go and get a London Dykes You know So we know the boundaries we need to work in First and foremost Hard work Hard work You see that boys get everything out there Aberdeen's the third, supposedly the third best team in Scotland It's the 94th, 95th minute It's one nothing. We're still getting forward trying to score a goal So the belief's there with the boys Maybe the quality lacks a wee bit We've played Rangers We've played Celtic We've played Livingston away We've been here to Aberdeen And it's been one goal, one goal Rangers scored in the last minute two goals But it's been close, close I mean, I'm talking about results Going into the last 10, 15 minutes of games it's, Every game's been close But it's about winning Football's about winning And the players know that It's great getting a pat, pat in the back now and again When you play well But you want a pat in the back when you win You know And that's what we need, we need to try and achieve John is a Celtic fan from Wisher On the line Hi John Hello Hi John What's on your mind? You uh, were talking about Partick Thistle Being 7 points off the playoff places Mm-hmm Motherwell's only seven points off the Rangers now. If Motherwell beat them, beat Rangers tomorrow, Rangers have still got a Hibs and Easter Road, a Hibs and Celtic. And Motherwell, I think they're away to Kilmarnock, Ross County, and then they're at home to Kilmarnock. They'll not be that far off Celtic either. If, if I know they're not playing great football, Motherwell, but they're playing winning football. Well, we're talking about Motherwell because they came up. Uh, you tend to see everything in terms of the, the championship. Um, but we're just discussing. No, no, I think but John's just looking at the points and saying, you know, why are or I think why are Motherwell being written off, sort of thing, or how how close might they come? But again, it's it's the big if because you you don't think Motherwell will win the game tomorrow. No, I don't. No, um, I, I think people have to calm down here. Uh, they're making all sorts of assumptions prior to the meeting of the two clubs on the twenty ninth. Let the games be played. Motherwell will be tough for Rangers tomorrow. Hibs will be tough for Celtic tomorrow Hearts potential banana skin Because they're so bad You just think Surely not But Hamilton Ackies Took Celtic to the dying seconds At Celtic Park So it's too early to make assumptions About things We've already had Blair on Celtic fans saying That if Celtic win tomorrow The league's over I mean John Can I ask you Do you believe that if Celtic win tomorrow The league's over Nah, nah, you're not even close to being over. Yeah. Uh, Alex? Yes. Did you ever get out of Alex's driveway? <laughs> driveway, yeah, we had to top up halfway up. We got done for speeding as well, so it was a bit of a. Did you? A bit of a tough gig. No, but uh, no, it was great. It was was this, you the, this was you in the television, it was the, the carpool type. How <laughs> yes. did it compare to when you have to drive Hugh Keevens home every night after the show? It's, I think we should get a GoPro on the dashboard for that. Well, as I said at the end of the programme, uh, old Hugh's par is 10 times big Chrissy Sutton all day, <laughs> every day. Don't worry, I've not given up hope of getting a driving lesson for Hugh Keevens videoed. That's my project. Before I leave this building I'm going to try and make it um, uh, John from a Celtic fan's perspective What do you make of Hibs at home tomorrow Is that Any difficulty in that one for you? 
I don't know these hard European games. Hugh said something about Rangers beating Motherwell. Rangers have had a hard week. Motherwell's had a week off. So you never know. We'll see what happens. They just take, as Hugh says, one day as it comes. Yeah, Yeah, it's a fair point. As as John mentions, Hugh, we scrutinise these European games and in all honesty, we've not really seen either team have a hangover as such. I wonder, but if we were to, and again, major hypothetical, but now that this is the end of the group Is this the most likely weekend Because Rangers really have had a, a, a gruelling schedule Over the last week And of course Celtic got the, the they rest, got the rest the, of the, Yeah the, the two of them are experts At defying logic The best 45 minutes That Celtic have played this season Came after a European tie When they went to Petrodri And were four up by half time Half time And if they'd applied the same intensity In the second half They might have gone close to double figures at Petaudry So the two of them I repeat Feed off each other They know that the league Could change hands tomorrow Or the, the, the leadership of the league Could change hands tomorrow Unless somebody is careful Or somebody is In the market mm. for a mistake um, It would be very very tense And exciting In Lanarkshire And in the east end of Glasgow Craig BT, I'd imagine the whole the main purpose of the rest is it's about the legs more than anything. But if you're Scott Brown or you're Callum McGregor, you're Ryan Christie, do you get a bit of a I don't know a spring in your steps psychologically, thinking right that's me, you know we're back in the team, we're the the main men sort of thing. I'm not saying you look down your nose at your your teammates, but they'll know that they earned their rest and they're back in to try and win this game tomorrow. Yeah, in a, in a weird sort of way as well. Although they've been taken out, they've been rested. They'll, they'll get that little bit of ego boost. It's a little bit of a a massage to these players' egos that. Know that they're that good and that they're that valuable that they can be rested. So, listen, it's up to the lads that have been taking out the team on Thursday night to come back in with that little bit of swagger, that little bit of arrogance. And, and as I said earlier on in the show, what they have to do is thank Neil Lennon for the rest on Thursday night by a big performance on Sunday. Come on then, Hugh Keevens, sum it all up for us. What did we witness today in the Premiership? We saw Aberdeen beat Hamilton by a goal to nil. We saw Hearts lose again at home 1 0 to St Johnson. Ross County beating Kilmarnock last kick of the ball 1 0. And St Mirren fighting back to draw three all at Livingston. Now tomorrow at noon, it's Motherwell against Rangers at Fir Park. Then at three o'clock, Celtic against Hibs. In order, Dan was not the man at Tynecastle. Hearts lost. Alessio was a fallen Angelo in Dingwall. Kilmarnock lost. Goodwin was a Goodwin in Paisley. Crucial point for the Saints. And now, Super Sunday. Who blinks first? Motherwell going for four league wins in a row Rangers having to stop nine in a row For you know who Then Celtic at home With advantage Will they be home alone against Hibs? I would pay money to be on this programme tomorrow No, no, wait a minute Uh, No (laughs) Hugh Keevans is going to get his sleeping bag out Because we're back at 11.45 tomorrow So make sure you do join us We'd love to have you Thanks for taking part in today's show And you can stay right there And enjoy the GBX next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com